When you're in the middle of a hard situation, like the middle of a battle or a storm, you can't see things in their correct proportions. But if you were to observe that same situation from an aeroplane above the conflict or from a hill further away, you would see quite a different perspective. Jan once gave us the analogy of looking closely at a part of a tapestry from the underside with all the knots and joins, not a particularly attractive sight. But if we looked from a distance and saw the whole tapestry from the correct side, we would see the beauty of the whole picture. The tapestry hasn't changed, but our perspective has. So what sort of things does God ask us to consider? There are quite a few verses that mention the word consider, but we'll just look at a few of them today, otherwise the Sunday lunch will be overcooked. So firstly, 1 Samuel 12, 24. Consider how great are the things he has done for you. I wonder if at times we are so self-sufficient that we think we can get along fine by ourselves and our own resources most of the time and that we just need God's help for the few things that are beyond us. It's quite sobering to remember that the Bible teaches that we're utterly helpless and sinful when left to our own devices. It's good for us to acknowledge that God is great and he has done great things for us. The words of this verse follow the statement by the prophet Samuel where he tells the people of Israel, do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart and do not turn aside after vain things which cannot profit or save. Those words are no less true for us today. We're wise if we consider and reflect on the great things God has done for us. Secondly, Job chapter 37, verse 4. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Well, standing still is a bit of a problem right from the start, isn't it? <laughs> this verse was written by a man who had lost his health, his wealth, and his family in tragic circumstances. But he chose to lift his eyes above his circumstances and look instead at the faithfulness and majesty of God. I don't imagine for one moment this was an easy task for Job. His circumstances were unimaginably painful, filled with grief. But he chose to focus on the wondrous works of God rather than dwelling on the circumstances he could not change. Earlier this year, I visited Joyce Widgery in her rest home. Some of you will remember the, her from when she worshipped here many years ago. She was 93 years old at the time. In the last couple of years, 
she has experienced several family bereavements and her own failing health. But we talked together and prayed together and her eyes shone as she talked of her unfailing faith in her wonderful God. He has been entirely faithful to her over so many years, even in those difficult times. She considers him in everything she does and looks beyond the circumstances. Thirdly, Isaiah 43:18. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Here we're told what not to consider. We're told to forget about the past and keep looking forward. It's good to look back occasionally, to reflect on what God has saved us from, and to be grateful for his faithfulness in the past but we're not to dwell on that. The next verse, Isaiah 43, 19, goes on to tell us why. Behold, I am doing a new thing. God hasn't finished with us yet. He's still planning a future for us, filled with new things. Change is often hard, particularly if it's not changed for the better. But Isaiah encourages us to look forward to our future rather than dwelling on the past. We take comfort in the fact that God is still active in the world and in our lives. He has good plans for our future. My brother died earlier this year after a short battle with cancer. And I have to admit, it really threw me. He was one year older than me, and his hair hadn't even gone grey. I wasn't quite prepared for the grief that followed. And I was glad to be in lockdown for some months afterwards. But it didn't make me question my faith. God is the same good God as he always has been. He doesn't actually give any of us a guarantee of how long our lives will be or what trials or illnesses we will face. But he does ask us to consider his goodness and his plan for our lives and to trust him for our future, both now and eternally. Just in case you think these verses are all from the Old Testaments, will avoid written complaints, and here's one from the New Testament. Hebrews 10:24. Consider how to spur each other on to love and good works. The next verse goes on to remind us to keep in close fellowship with other believers, meeting together and encouraging one another. Oh, it was a lot harder to do in lockdown, wasn't it? But with advanced technology, we were able to connect through the internet and watch sermons online. Rod gave us devotional reflections regularly. Emma sent out regular church emails with news and encouraging quotes. Jackie and Katrine 
posted beautiful inspirational photos and verses and quotes. Others did the same. And all of them had considered how to bless and encourage us as a church fellowship, even when we couldn't meet in person. Have we struggled with the restrictions of lockdown over the past couple of years? Or are we rising above our circumstances and continuing to look up? Hebrews 12.3 Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So there it is, the reason for considering God in all we do and focusing our thoughts on things above rather than being busy with our own agendas or being despondent about our personal circumstances. It's so that we may not grow weary or faint-hearted. It's so that we can have the energy to serve God faithfully and praise him. Did your heart go out to Marie over the past couple of weeks when she missed her daughter's wedding because she got COVID and had to literally isolate at home? What was impressive was that Marie chose to look beyond her circumstances and share photos of the special day and rejoice with the newlywed couple despite not being able to be there herself. As a nation, we went into the second total lockdown last year in August when only one case of COVID-19 was discovered in the Auckland community. We had to limit the spread of an awful infection, but that one case transmitted the virus to over a thousand people in the space of only about one month. One infected one who infected one. But wait a minute, isn't that the same pattern for transmitting positive news? Isn't that the way the gospel is meant to be spread? Paul advised Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2 to teach the great truths of the gospel to trustworthy men who would in turn pass that truth to others. Yes, we need to limit the spread of a virus to save us from its deadly effects, but we must never limit the spread of the gospel. We're to pass it on, on purpose. We need to look up and keep on considering how to impact one person who will impact one person who will impact one person with the consideration of how great are the things God has done for us. Remember the words of the old hymn, How Great Thou Art? O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Saviour God to thee, 
how great thou art, how great thou art. Any time we consider the greatness of God, the result should be an appropriate response of an outpouring of praise and adoration to God and a firmer commitment to spread the good news of the gospel. We need to pay just as much attention to the spread of the gospel as we do to the spread of a virus. We need to give more consideration to dying to ourselves than dying from a virus. Keep on looking up and keep on considering how great the God we serve really is. Let's pray. Father, help us to stand still and consider how mighty and glorious you are. We thank you for all that you've done in our lives and pray that we won't just keep it to ourselves, but consider how to praise you and to spread the good news of the gospel to those we come in contact with. Amen. Thank you for that, Karen. Um, that gives me an idea. Maybe we should do that song for our final song, Karen. I'll change what we were doing, and I'm sure the musicians can um, do it off the top of their head. They're familiar with that one. So let's all stand and sing How Great Thou Art. Thank you, Emma. Oh, Lord my God, I am awesome wonder. Consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, then sings my soul, my Saviour God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Saviour God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wander, and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down, from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze then sings my soul my saviour god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul, my Saviour God, to thee.
how great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God his Son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my soul heart then shall i bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my god how great thou art then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great and the benediction let us go forth into the world in peace dedicated to your service O Lord let us hold fast to that which is good render to no person evil for evil Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the needy and the afflicted, and honour all people. Let us love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of his Spirit. And may God's blessing be upon us and remain with us always. Amen.